0: You're listening to The Holistic Spaces Podcast, brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 69, Back to School and Dorm Feng Shui with Stephanie Han. Welcome to The Holistic Spaces Podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of The Mindful Design Feng Shui School. So, for this episode, I'm really honored to have yet another graduate on the program, Stephanie Han. And she's an amazing woman, and I'm so proud to have her. And we thought it would be a great time to talk about back to school and dorm feng shui with Stephanie, right in time for all of you people that are going back to school and all you moms and parents working with this energy at this time. So, please enjoy. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Angie. How are you doing? I'm
1: wonderful. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm really looking forward to hearing your take on feng shui and back-to-school and dorm rooms today.
1: It's such an exciting time, um, the back-to-school season. You go to shops, you see all the goodies, and it's a great opportunity to really enhance your space in a way that supports your goals um, that is surrounded around the principles of feng shui.
0: Ah, yes, it is. So, um, and I haven't had, I haven't had to personally deal with back to school in a long time. So, but you, but so Stephanie is one of our um, graduates from Mindful Design Feng Shui School. So she's a certified Feng Shui consultant. She's the owner of the House of Qi and she has a background in education. So she has this really specific interest in in education. She's also a mother. So, um, I thought it would be really nice to have you on at this time for back to school. So yeah, let's talk about it. So let's, can you tell me more about like the energy of back to school and and how you think that could relate to feng shui?
1: Well, I think that when you're looking at feng shui and the nine areas of your life, um, and how they're interconnected and how important each one, um, is, it's important to see that one can be out of balance can affect all of the others. And in terms of your um, educational pursuits, if you are so focused on your education, perhaps you're missing out on really great friendships. And it can hinder your ability to really be able to be successful in that college environment.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's, that applies for like, younger than college people too um well just so the listeners know so you're talking about the nine areas would be the fun so the feng shui bagua map there's like those nine areas that that actually correspond to areas in your home or they can be areas in your dorm room or they could be areas in your office or the classroom but they also relate directly to nine areas of your life so so yeah i guess people sometimes students really, really focus on education and sometimes they don't focus on education at all, right?
1: Exactly. Um, I have to say that one of the pieces about Feng Shui is it's really great at um, identifying balance in your life Mm -hmm. and ensuring that you are able to be successful at the endeavors that you're looking to pursue. And when you don't have the balance, how to sort of bring that back into balance so that you're able to be successful.
0: Yeah, I like that because there's nine areas and they cover a lot of things. So you're like, oh wait, I haven't looked at this other area of my life at all. So right with school, it's like it could be a whole social, a whole social experience, or it could be a totally educational experience, or it could be about I don't know, just getting away from home. Or there's a lot, there's a lot of different things, um, and um, or it could be all, or it could be a good, healthy balance of all of them. Yeah, so, well, so there's a lot of people now going off to school, like, whether it be um, college, going into a dorm room, or um, or even if, I guess, you were in boarding school, too. Um, a lot of people on the East Coast, their kids go to boarding school. So, um, I love that. So, actually, Stephanie was telling me that she did this presentation about dorm rooms, so I, want, I really wanted her to share that. So, tell us about how you can use feng shui to create more balance in your dorm room or in your small, tiny room.
1: Well, one of the things that a student can do is actually sit down and create a what I like to call an intention-setting map, and put it right at the door or in the area of your um, career path and really what you're looking to do. And that can help be a visual reminder every day as you're walking in and out of your door as to what really you're here to do.
0: So what does um, that
1: mean? And well, more importantly, in a dorm room where almost all the rooms are the same, it's a way to really own your space that you're living in. That says this is the, this is my space, and this is what I'm planning on doing to cultivate my growth here as a student. So, for example, when you lay the Bagua map down, the best location for a vision board would actually be in the career area, and that would be in the center of the tic tac toe board in the front. Okay. So if you lay down a tic-tac-toe board, in the middle, in the, in the first location at the bottom of the tic-tac-toe board would be your career area. Mm-hmm. And that's where actually you could place this um, visual Bagua map um, with that intention on a visual board for yourself to see that.
0: Uh, okay. So it's, I actually have a podcast about that. So it's a vision board that's based on the Bagua map. And then you would put it in your career area because as a student, your career is to be a student.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> And it helps you identify staying on track with your dream and your purpose and why you're at college mm-hmm. uh, to ensure that you're still on that same path. Because many people know, um, uh, as as my my experience with students in college is that they tend to change their majors a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Not that they don't know, but perhaps it's unclear and they haven't really set that goal out more clearly. And this can help them remind them of what they're looking to do. And that sometimes change is good, um, but it's making sure that you're staying on the path. So by placing the vision board in your career area can help support that in a visual way for yourself. Other things a student can do is actually placing your books in the self-cultivation area which would be the bottom left area of your room. Now, let's say there's a door there. Um, perhaps you could write your schedule of your classes in that area, um, or put it on the wall in that area. So it just kind of forces you to have to be a little bit more creative. Mm-hmm. But um, I still think it's important to cultivate that space. There's also things you can include, such as crystals and stones, which are actually supported by the um, by that area that can. Um, further enhance that. You could do small something small such as eight crystals that are in the blue-green color that can help support that in, in that way. Um, and really setting that intention and having a nice visual reminder of this is why I'm here in college. Um, something else you could do is um, in, let's say that your um, bed is in the family and community and new beginning area. You could mm-hmm. actually perhaps, you, and that would be the position Correct, directly above cell cultivation, so on the second row on the left-hand side, you could maybe use green um, green sheets
0: mm-hmm.
1: to grow that sort of to grow that. Another thing you could do is if that's where your window is, you could put a beautiful three beautiful plants there to support that area as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and that's to perhaps remind you of why you're there is to grow and to grow from this experience um, in college, and that mm-hmm. you're not. It's not that you're a different person, you're perhaps a more evolved person than the person that you came in with um, ah. in the beginning as opposed to the end.
0: Well, even, even if you don't, um, even like a mother or a parent or an aunt or an uncle or sister, older brother, sister could gift to the new college student a plant to put anywhere and to That's represent those. Yeah,
1: absolutely. that's fantastic. And the other piece is that you really are at school to sort of create a new community, a new, um, a new environment of community for yourself. And it is the sense of you're leaving in a sense your family to create a new family. And that's a family of friends and a new network of people who can help you grow.
0: Yeah. Cause that's what I think actually most of what college is about is <laughs> people and making connections. It's not less about what you learn.
1: Exactly. That's so true. It's so true. And this can bring us if you if you take the next position on the top row of your um, tic tac toe board on the top left hand side. This brings you to abundance. And um, the challenge in college is that you always may perhaps feel poor. <laughs> you know, the poor college student, um, mm-hmm. the the, the, uh, the over um, the, the dark cloud of your student loans. So some of the things that you could do here. Um, would be to perhaps place, let me think, what would be really ideal here. And again, it depends on your space and what's in that space, but you could use some color here such as dark purples or some golds or um, deep greens, something that really represents growth to you. Um, Growth and communication, because it's very important that you don't sort of stay isolated in your dorm room. It's important that you grow with this. And that mm-hmm. most, most importantly, in your communication with others will help that the growth of your college experience. And that's that piece of abundance where it's so true in life. You can have all the money in the world and not have anybody to share it with. Or you can have all the friends and not a lot of money. And it really is your lens of abundance of how you see your life is how you can grow your life.
0: Mm, definitely. You can also put a picture of your parents there. <laughs>
1: oh my God, I love that. That's wonderful. The picture of your parents.
0: That's wonderful. Because um, they're because in case they're helping you along.
1: Oh, that's that's great. That's great. You can keep that those lines of communication open. Yeah. Uh, and I, you should really think about things that can add value to your life and draw happiness. And what what that is for you, and then pull that out and bring that to the world. Um, and, and quite frankly, one of the pieces we haven't talked about. Um, is really the center of the room, which is a little odd space because it's hard to actually place something in the center of your dorm room. It's usually a walkway or a walkthrough. So maybe perhaps you could use a crystalline's location um, hanging from the ceiling if you're able to. Ah. Um, Because in terms of your health and your wellness, it's not just your physical health and mental health. It's also your intellectual health, your spiritual health, your social health, your environmental health. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not just the two things of health, um, of your physical health and your mental health. So it's important that you maintain socially connected to people um, to ensure that you're not feeling isolated in your dorm room. Mm -hmm. Um, Also intellectually, if you're having challenges in a class that's hard, it's important to know how do I seek help for that Um, and to know that if you're not um, employed, how that can affect how you feel about yourself and your ability to cultivate your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at your environment. Um, an environment, what I see, is also can be people. Are you surrounded around good, supportive people that can help, gr- help you grow? Mm-hmm. So specifically something you could put in this area would be something really lively and reminds you of the warm sunshine, um, something that's in beautiful golds, and something that reminds you of the earth. So as I said, you could use a crystal hanging from the ceiling
0: um, and that would be a feng shui crystal like the faceted a feng shui one crystal. Right.
1: Um, and really anything that you can identify with that to you speaks to your intention of really staying mentally physically, spiritually intellectually, socially and emotionally well mm.
0: and centered, in the center
1: in the, in yeah. the center because it, if, if that's off any, it affects all the other areas because that particular bakwa space touches all the others. Mm -hmm. And this can also lead us to, if you're having trouble, where do you go to find that help? So in the bottom row of your bagua on the far right, that would be where we would find um, helpful people. And it's an opportunity to create a global network of people who can help you. And it's not necessarily always people in your um, five mile periphery, your help can be beyond that. But it's important to identify who those people are and how they can help you. Um, if you don't know who to, where to ask for help, you don't know who to ask help for from.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's really important, especially for students to be able to ask for help because it's maybe easy to get lost in the shuffle when there's like so many students and only so many teachers, but they're there. There's so many... Um, uh, resources resources I- yeah that i mean that education they they create resources to support you and but some people can't have, uh, have trouble asking so what can they do in this area of the dorm room
1: some things they could do um if you're needing to activate it or looking for that are placing things that are perhaps metallic um perhaps a um i always like to use a i think it's called um, I like to use a globe, but one of the things I have a friend of mine do is place a a map of campus behind her door, which is where her door enters into this area. And then she actually circled the areas on campus where she knew where she needed to. Ah. go. So it was, you know, a campus map to say, oh, this is where this office is, and this is where this office is. And uh, it was a laminated map. So she could just erase it, and then when she needed help with something else. So it can be as easy as something as student progress. Or financial aid, or um, where they have the counseling department in, where you can receive counseling, and those types of things, or career help. So mm-hmm. it's important to identify where those spaces are on campus. Also, perhaps maybe a list of numbers.
0: Yeah, that's if, what I was thinking. List of phone numbers that you can right. call.
1: They all you know, campuses are notorious for the amount of, of paper that they, <laughs> that they um, that they. In part upon students, and so you're always. But it would be a great location to be able to perhaps put something like that, like the campus map and a list of phone numbers of helpful people.
0: Yeah, or even like a picture of you and your family, or like with a supportive family member or supportive friends, or whoever it is that you need to go to for help.
1: It's so interesting you say that because what I think people sometimes disconnect from is that you know if you're if you're close to somebody who's perhaps passed. That they may not see that that person is still with them. Mm. So even holding pictures of their ancestors who have passed ah. on
0: that
1: would be a great place to put that because they are helpful people from above to help you on your journey.
0: Yes. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, so like that grandmother you love that was always supportive of you or whoever that person may be that inspires you, that was always there for you is that's a great reminder and you'll see it. Absolutely. So we, yeah. You'll see it. Cause it's, Near the front of your near the entry of the dorm room. Correct,
1: correct. Um, and then that would that would lend us to the next area, which would be again on the second layer of on the second layer of the tic tac toe board on the far right, mm-hmm. which would be um, what I like to call the creativity and problem solving area. So um, how do you know which strategy to use when you're in OCHEM and don't know what you're doing? (laughs) You know, How do you make sure that you find the right tutors helps you with that helpful network? But then actually being able to say, I'm having a problem in this area and making something happen. So this, I think what I love about this area is that it's much more of an area of action than people perhaps realize Um, it can, there are things that you can do to encourage more action in terms of completion, such as perhaps putting a mirror in that area to draw attention to it, to ensure that you're completing projects on time mm-hmm. and those types of things. Um, you know, time management challenges, um, you know, what, are, what is sort of your motivator for sort of getting up every day if you don't really wanna get up and go to your math class, um, those types of things. So it's important that you stay um, open to the experience of growing in college And also, one of the things that I've learned is that many students don't necessarily enjoy taking notes. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just not a part of perhaps their undergraduate or their um, K through 12 experience or high school experience specifically, and if you're a visual learner and you're sitting in a classroom that's just giving you slide after slide after slide, it's hard perhaps for you to connect with the material, and this is where reading and having um, markers and highlighters and all the fun things back to school is a really actually a great place to not just have them, but to utilize them as well in a way that keeps you engaged with your content and material.
0: Ah, that's a great and that's a great idea. Like for a parent, to if you notice that about what's happening, maybe what, that's what's happening to your kid. Because actually, I'm like that. Like, I if I go to a lecture, I need um, I need to write down notes. So that's the way I retain it better. Is if I'm doing something while listening and in slides. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, what just happened?
1: Right, right. And, and I have to tell you, there's a challenge with sitting in front of an instructor or a professor whose content is just boring. Uh, <laughs> it's it just, it is, you know, it's just not very exciting or maybe the delivery is not exciting, but you really enjoy the content. So it's, you know, you have to make sure that you're finding ways to stay engaged with it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I often tell students is use that time to maybe create an outline of the content to ensure that you're still engaging with the content, even though, um, perhaps it's not the most exciting lecture ever. So um, it's important to stay engaged and that's why I think this is the creativity and problem, problem solving and learning about strategies that you can use mm-hmm. is really important in, in college. Okay, yeah. Um, oh, one of the most important areas is going <laughs> directly above that, which is yeah. making healthy relationships. Ah! You know, college is hard on distance if you're going away from your away from your family and your friends
0: and, or the or the family or your kids are away from you ab- absolutely right. i mean we could do one maybe on how to function
1: your home once your child's gone oh yeah empty nest syndrome <laughs> empty nesters. um but the importance of creating really um the right kind of relationships the relationships that support you mm-hmm. um, some things that you could put in this area are pictures of those people that you want to invest in your time and your efforts Mm. as well as, you know, making sure that they are people who want to do that with you. I mean, I'm sure there's many people who would love to have a relationship with Justin Timberlake. It's just perhaps not the most realistic one that's going to happen. So you really want to think of it in the lens of really who are the people that help cultivate those really good relationships in your life. Um, doing, I'd like to think putting like two rose quartz crystals Mm -hmm. maybe in the heart shape would be really ideal for this area. Um,
0: Yeah. Well, that's a lot of people, you know, that's a big thing that happens too. When you go off to college, you find your first few part serious partners and, um, and you, and you don't have like the same attachments or, or, Uh, it's not like the high, the whole high school thing. You, you start to find, I think like for me, like your real friends that you really connect with.
1: It's interesting, Angie, because there's an aspect of maturation, right? There's an aspect of maturity that Mm -hmm. happens in college and it is a different lens from high school in terms of the relationships. So again, it's learning about how you maintain a healthy relationship, um, making sure that you have people around you that support that Mm -hmm um and who reflect that in you and who honestly bring out the best parts in you. Those are the kind of people you want to make sure that you're staying around. Um people that it's make awesome. you smile.
0: <laughs> and also and also like relationship cultivating relationships with your teachers, which that's that's priceless. I mean you can have there might be some teachers that you really connect with that will um that can change your life and you can change their lives if you cultivate the right ones
1: absolutely and that's all about staying open Mm -hmm. the process of growing Mm -hmm. um you know some people will challenge you and that's not necessarily a bad thing but it's knowing that it's in the it's in the it's in the challenge that we find growth and um that's how you grow as a person and what's interesting is this really brings us next to this at the top row the final one for me with respect to this um what we're talking about today which is your fame and your reputation in college. So you've had like this experience of the four, maybe a little more years of college, um, of the college experience, and um, knowing that things that you post on social media, things that you post in other areas, and how they can really affect your fame and your reputation. Uh,
0: this is a new thing. I didn't. I didn't have to go through this in college.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I didn't. I, I didn't really have to either. But it's important that, that people are aware that you really want to have a lens of what you people You want people to know what, what you want to be known for. Uh, um, yeah. Sure that your professional and personal life have synergy and that they're not two separate people. And so I would say, you know, make sure that you're clicking those settings. Um, it's really not appropriate on social media if you wouldn't share it with an employer or a boss. um, but to always, don't think about that, do they? Like, I don't know if they don't think about it. I think it's different in today's day and age where um, we have students who have grown up with technology. Um, I believe you as well as myself. I don't want to date us here, but <laughs> you know, like there, there was no internet when I was in college. You know, we were still deeply
0: down. It just down started. Down. Like the inter- I, had an e- I remember my first um, like week of, col- of college, my roommate was like, do you want to go get email addresses? Or like, okay. But I was at Berkeley where like they kind of like invent- invented right. a lot of this stuff. So right, right. and we got it, but it was like, I had like a 24 baud modem <laughs> on my ThinkPad and it was like black and white and it was like all Unix-based email. So,
1: um, And what I think uh, is, it's challenging in this area is that you really want to present to the world the parts of you that you want to highlight. Um, uh-huh. The parts of you that you want to highlight, the best parts of you. So you just want to be careful you're not using, you know, partygirl at gmail.com as your um, email address. You know, you want to make sure that your profile pictures are appropriate um, and your social media profile reflects that as well. Um, Again, it's really about making sure that you have synergy in who you are as a person and that's reflected back in that balance. So, some things you could put here, right? What are things you could put here? in your dorm room, you could maybe put any accolades you received while in high school that you're really proud of. Um, it's a great place to start. Uh, I love putting anything in red in this area to help support that. Um, anything in the numbers nine help support that growth. Um, triangular shapes. Um,
0: Yeah, and I think just awareness about it, probably.
1: Absolutely, an awareness about it. Because um, that's
0: a big thing that you're saying, like you don't want anything on there that a, you wouldn't want a possible employer or a possible boyfriend or your parents, like, you know, have some privacy about it because mm-hmm. it's all, it doesn't disappear.
1: It's all out there. <laughs> it's out there. <laughs> and, and most importantly, I think there's an aspect of this, Angie, with respect to feng shui that I think people um, have this idea when you're in your dorm room that once it's there, that it's forever going to stay that way. And in the process of college is that you're growing. Mm-hmm. So I hope that the plants grow and that you're going to need to repot them because, you you're ah. having um, and there's an active part of taking care of, um, of choosing feng shui. I don't want to necessarily say it, it is a lens of a way of life, but it is a lens of more of mindfulness mm-hmm. and taking care of your life. Well, let's
0: talk about that because I remember in, in class you were talking about like how so Steph, Stephanie had, had used some plants for a functional cure and then she was talking about how they outgrew the containers and like what, like what kind of, what, what came from that? Like how, what did you get from that? And, and how can this translate to a, someone starting some, a new beginning in college?
1: Well, for me, it was really the the intention that I had set with those plants to to begin and to create this process of um, completing projects. As I saw more things get completed, the plants would grow. And what I realized was I really was doing the work. And I think what's challenging is people just... I don't want to say in general they're lazy but I just don't I think people just put things somewhere and they don't really want to do the work Mm -hmm. and doing the work is really what helps it what helps the plant grow (laughs) at least in my case and um, I knew that I was doing the work I could feel um, a shift perhaps in me that helped clarify and things became more clear Mm -hmm. uh, for my path moving forward and I needed to actually replant the pots because they were growing. Interestingly enough, I left the plants where they were because they were really working well for me. And so I didn't move them to a new location. I left them there and just repotted them. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's important to know that that is what feng shui is about. It's yeah. about growing and growing into the best version of you that you can be um, to cultivate a life of, of enjoyment and enlightenment, quite
0: frankly. Right, and it's beautiful how a simple uh, gesture of an intent, putting intention on bringing some life into your home with a plant, something as literal as a plant, and then having visually and energetically and physically, having that manifest in, into a message or a teaching or some kind of insight into your own life and then working with that, and then actually there's so there's the tactile quality of it, and there's the energetic, and there's the emotional, and there's all these things, and it really it's and and it's wonderful that you can
1: actually see your own life bloom. It really it really is, and I, I have to say this is something that I've um, really looked at for a very long time in terms of studying, and it really wasn't until I found you in Mindful Design Feng Shui School that I was able to really pull all of the elements together and really see as an educator how it can really help students um, see their life in a way that they can they have responsibility. They can take responsibility over the things and the choices that they make and how one choice can affect another and how important that is in, in a young person's life as an 18-year-old going off to college um, when you're just starting whatever it is that your path will be.
0: Yeah. I remember, um, my, uh, my mother-in-law's husband was telling us like that, telling me that the word to teach is, I forgot what, okay. It's not going to make sense, but basically that it's not about telling someone how to do something or to memorize something, but it's about planting a seed that they, that they can cultivate and giving them the right environment for that to, creating the right container for it. And again, we're going back to this metaphor of the right container. And sometimes right. the container is too small or the container changes and and just watching and observing it and then seeing how, what that can tell you about your own life is really beautiful. And, um, and that's, yeah, that's like, that's kind of like feng shui in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also I lo- and I love that you shared this with us because it's not just about okay, here's what you put in your dorm room, put A and B and B and C, you're like, well, no, you like the, what people don't always understand, but you know, they don't know yet, but is that the Bagua is a, like this whole system to a flexible system of different principles that, in, that you can apply to your life. And, and it gives you insight, like you said, in the very beginning to kind of, how do you start to find balance and see all the aspects of your life instead of just being very narrow-minded or, or, or have a narrow view, but how can you have to touch on all these different aspects of your life?
1: And, and at the end of the day, what's interesting is as you come in as a freshman and perhaps what you may see as abundance or you may see as um, health and wealth, correct, is different hopefully than when you graduate at the end and and I hope that many people in their college experience um that they grow from the experience in a healthy way in all aspects of their lives it's hmm. so really, an important piece about mental health I have to say more than anything because you're just hanging out in your dorm room all day long and um, you know you could not go to class you could just yeah. not go to class or you could look at these things and say look this is what this is what I want to create in my life and I can't, can't make it happen when you're sitting in four
0: walls. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie. This was so wonderful. And I really love your perspective on it and especially your background in education really gives a unique view because you really know what young people are facing right now. Mm-hmm. It's very specific. And, um, and I think this is helpful for like students or, and it's also helpful for parents to kind of understand a little bit about what their children are going to and find maybe subtle ways to help them like by offering them a plant or maybe actually they, going with them to pick out a plant that they love.
1: It's a great housewoman gift. And, yes. it's even, and I would love to come back and, and later on um, see what these students do at the end. If we could ever do a post-college, my first apartment on <laughs> the way, you know, what do you do with all these things that you've done now for the past four plus years or whatever? And how do you, how do you translate that into the next phase of your life? So yeah. thank you very much Angie for having me. I, You're very much. Welcome.
0: And, and I'm also, I want to let the listeners know that you'll be back cause you, cause what you did your project on for mindful design was, so for her graduate project, she did this. Um, she also took the bag and applied it to, well, tell us about it
1: a little really in a nutshell for, for college students, what I did was I created a program called, um, it's not really a program. I would say more of a presentation about organize your life and how to organize your life educationally. Um, what you need to do to cultivate, um, the right person in your, in your life to help you find the things you need to do. So it's really about where, you know, think a little bit less of the tangible of where do you put things, Mm -hmm. where do you put the plants and and much more um, on the application end of what am I doing in this area of my life? How do I do that? Mm -hmm. Am I growing? How do I know that I'm, you know, if I'm not going to class, I'm not gaining knowledge. So it's more of a lens of providing yourself with some insight and for you to look and be a little bit more Mm self-aware of where you are and are you on track with, um, creating a life that's a balance
0: yeah and that's it's great because because also again people don't know like the feng shui isn't just about like putting a a plant here but there's it's about it's a philosophy and there's all these different aspects to look at and we can apply it on a practice we can apply it on a lifestyle we can apply it on your house but there's so much more
1: there is so much more it's just it's just the beginning angie it's
0: (laughs) just the beginning okay (laughs) well thank you stephanie Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces Podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others, subscribe and even better leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of Holistic Spaces and Feng Shui on an even deeper level, Please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.